Welcome to Beyond Rent, the property management podcast brought to you by Rent Manager. Each episode, we sit down with an expert to talk industry updates, tech solutions, and top tips for those in the property management space. And now, let's get to the conversation and go Beyond Rent. Welcome to another great episode of Beyond Rent. I'm Joe Eason, and I'll be your host as we dive into the topic of chat, GPT, and artificial intelligence. And to help us with this conversation, we have Matt Spear joining us today. Matt, welcome to Beyond Rent. Yeah, thanks for having me, Joe. Really excited to to dig in. Chat, GPT, AI, top of mind for a lot of people. I'm I'm really pumped to, to dig into it a bit. It is. It's getting so much press right now. Everyone's talking about it. I think there's probably a lot of confusion, a lot of people asking, you know, how do I use this? What do I do with these tools? Should I be using them? All of those questions are out there. So hopefully we can answer some of those. But before we start answering questions about chat GPT and AI, let's learn a little bit more about you so our audience knows uh, what you're all about. So introduce yourself, tell us who you're with and what you do. Very cool. Yeah. So my name is Matt Spear. I'm the founder and CEO of Property Management Advisory, PMA for short. Um, but my career, <clears throat> excuse me, my career kind of jumping back, I started in technology, uh, working for a VC-backed tech company. Uh, I was there briefly. I jumped into real estate investing full-time. So I built up a, a rental portfolio, had some partners. Um, that was a, a lot of fun, but I needed property management. You know, Once we were up to about 20 or 30 doors, I kind of just backed into being a property manager and started to slowly fall in love with it. Uh, I think a lot of people can resonate with that. Um, but the company I started, it's called Live Indie. And so Live Indie, uh, coming full circle, was our first customer of Property Management Advisory. And so uh, I have a business partner, Kenny Hall, who runs the day-to-day at Live Indie. And um, he's done a great job growing the business. And I have a strategic, you know, passive role with assisting with Live Indie. And I'm, I'm living and breathing, you know, property management advisory and help, helping uh, property managers with their technology and marketing. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that background. It's very interesting. Like you said, you, you started to get into the whole world of real estate and rental property. And like many people, once you get involved, you realize that you really need some help, right? You need a property management company to come alongside you to kind of help out with all those details. Cause there's a lot going on and considering there is so much going on. One of the struggles I think that everyone has is how to manage the technology side of what they're doing with their business. Um, It's kind of a classic saying that every company is now a technology company. Well, not everyone wants to be a technology company, but it's a reality (laughs) that we're all using technology. So that's why I think this topic is so relevant and is so important. So let's just jump right in. So let's talk about AI chat GPT. So if you were to kind of give that high level description or help somebody understand what those two pieces are, how they work together, how would you explain that to someone? Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's a great question. I think there's probably people that are listening right now that, are, that have heard about it that then maybe there's some that haven't, they're probably Googling it. And then, you know, a couple of Google searches in, you're probably really confused, but, or scared, right? People like bring up Terminator, you know, as the example of what ChatGPT is, but no, I think the best way I can explain AI. So ChatGPT AI, really what it's doing is taking all the information that's available on the internet that's out there, that's ever been out there, books, resources, everything. 
in it's processing that information. And then when prompted, it can help, um, you know, it can help uh, produce that information to you in a useful way. So, you know, if you wanted to know what is the best book, you know, ever written, right? You can't read every book and then come up with that answer. Like you'd, you'd, you know, it'd be impossible. Um, but with the power of AI, like knowing all that information, it can give you a response, give you an answer. Um, but, you know, even me talking about this right now, it's like, all right, how is that useful? Like, how can I, how can I integrate that into my daily life? Um, and I think that's what we can dig into today is, you know, how do you take action with it? Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck, right? Is kind of how do I use it? What should I use it for? And the idea of AI isn't new, right? So maybe we can even understand that portion of it. Yeah. AI, artificial intelligence, people have been talking about it. Uh, there's, especially in our industry, you know, uh, prop tech in the real estate industry, people have been alluding to the fact that their software uses it or is empowered by it. And, and again, not everyone understands exactly what that means, but there's been some recent updates and I'm going to, I guess, lean on the whole chat GPT portion of it. What's happened recently that makes AI more relevant than it was in the past? Well, really it was chat. It, it was chat GPT that, that, um, you know, kind of dropped the mic and made AI accessible. And so, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm at chat.openai.com. You could go there and, and play around if you haven't before, you know, but you can ask it anything. I mean, I could sit there and say like, you know, write a paper, uh, you know, about property management and it's going to probably produce a paper about property management. And, you know, that's, I'm accessing this on a free account right now. Um, that's crazy, right? Don't, don't share this with your, uh, your, teenagers in high school or your college students, I'm sure they're probably already utilizing it, but I'm like looking at this and it's like, man, that's better than I could ever write. Um, and so chat GPT coming onto the scene, it really changed the game and it made it, I think they had something like, this is probably wrong, but it's probably something like 50 million, hundred million users in the U S within, you know, the first few weeks. Uh, and so, that's really what made it accessible because before it was like a company, like you said, saying like, oh, we use AI in our, it's like, oh, well, how? I don't understand it. But, you know, when you can go to a, you know, a website and you can ask anything and get a useful response, um, that really opened a lot of people's eyes. Yeah. And I think it is that you referenced not letting your teenagers know about this. Um, they know more about technology than we do. Uh, so they're already way ahead of it. It's interesting. I actually heard recently that a lot of schools are now requiring that they handwrite papers just to try to get away from using tools like this to produce the paper. So I guess if you're going to go through the effort of having uh, AI write it, uh, you at least have to <laughs> rewrite it in your handwriting to get credit for it in some school. So they're doing their best yeah. to try to get around it. Well, I think that's a, that's a really funny point there. Uh, Joe is like, I don't think we should shy away from it. I think we should lean into it. Uh, and, and I think the same goes for like, you know, we don't have to talk about like college papers or anything like that, but I think it's a really interesting example because if that technology is available, people are going to utilize it. And so, you know, the human touch is important, right? AI is just taking everything on the internet and it's trying to come up with the most optimal response based on what it, it's seen and it presents it to you. Um, but that doesn't mean that it's, you know, high quality content necessarily. Um, how you prompt it and how you ask it to produce, you know, the, 
the, the results, that context is really important, important. So now there's like fields coming up where there's people making high six digits income as prompt engineers, like AI prompt engineers. They're just really savvy at prompting the technology to get the responses they're looking for. Um, and so I don't think we should shy away from it. I think we should lean into it. And I think, you know, as that relates to property management, I think property managers out there that utilize it and lean into it, um, you know, AI is not going to put them out of business. Another property manager using AI will. Yeah, that's a great angle to think about it. It's like any piece of technology. It's, it's how you use it. It's how you implement it. It's how you think about it in terms of your business and how it makes it better, which makes me wonder. So again, AI is not necessarily new. So in your experience, let's say pre-2023, when a property tech company said they were using AI, how were they using it? And how does that contrast to maybe what's happening now that there's these new tools available? Yeah, I mean, to be completely honest, I think pre-2023, they weren't using it. And if they said they were, they were it was just kind of a fugazi, you know, it's just a smoke screen. Maybe they were using like a chat bot or something uh, on the front end of their website would probably be the best use case there. Uh, but ChatGPT came out, uh, I believe it was like October or November 2022. It's on its like fourth or fifth iteration now. Um, and so my company has, we're connected to the API and we're using chat GPT four actively, uh, within some of the tools that we offer, uh, and chat GPT four, it's not like four times better. It's maybe 400 times better. And so even since then, it's just algorithmically in, increased its efficiency and, um, and the cost is still incredibly reasonable. Um, like to me, like the average small business owner, like AI just started like a few months ago in terms of being able to actually put it into, in, into your business, like realistically. And I think that is kind of the turning point. And that was a great way to phrase it is yes, AI existed, but it wasn't really something that was scalable for most people or accessible. And now it truly is. People can start using it. So let's talk about some of those use cases. What are some of the best or most common use cases that you're seeing in our industry using AI? So absolute basics. Um, think about the things you do every day. So first of all, I want to touch on email. Everybody sends emails. Uh, you know, if you're an average property manager, 300, 400 doors, maybe you have a team of five to 10 people, maybe, maybe a few more, maybe you rely on remote team members, virtual assistants. Um, a lot of emails are being sent on a daily basis. The stat I recently read was something like the average person is spending around two to three hours per day writing emails. Our team leveraging chat GPT and our tool called Amy, we're getting that, that time down to 20 or 30 minutes, but not only is it down to 20 or 30 minutes per team member per day, the emails are way better way better. And we, we don't, uh, we, we kind of joked about it being like, uh, you get like email fatigue. I don't know if you experienced this, Joe, it's like, you have this tough email you need to send. You could do it in 10 minutes for whatever reason, it ends up taking 30 minutes and you're just overthinking it. You just, you finally hit send. And then you're like anxious about it because, you know, maybe you could have written it a little bit better. It's like that fatigue. Now the next thing, that next task you're going to do, you're so worn out. You're just waiting for the five o'clock, you know, you're ready, ready to just finish the workday and move on. And so I think email, 
uh, is one area where it's just a no brainer to, to start implementing it like today. Seriously, today, chat GPT, go to OpenAI and, and get started. Just like write this email. And I'd love to like share just an example prompt we could throw in there and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, go go for it. Let's go ahead and do it live. Uh, you want to just try it? and type something up because I do think email is a great example. Uh, we do write a lot of emails. Uh, humans are very intriguing because of our level of communication, but we value it so much that we really do get bogged down and making sure that it's phenomenal. Or did we, did we get that positioning just right? Uh, we're trying to say no without saying no. We're trying to say yes without saying yes. Right. We're trying to, you know, navigate all this when it sounds like technology might be able to do it for us. Yeah, so I'm going to put in a prompt. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say, write an email to an upset tenant. Their fence repair took too long, and yeah, we'll just say it took too long. We don't have to throw in too much complication. Yeah, um, we'll say write in a in a professional tone, like very very basic. I could probably talk for an hour about like the prompt prompting and what you can do here. Um, but let's just see <clears throat> what the output is. So it's the subject line. Apologies for the delay in the fence repair. Resolution update. Dear tenant's name. So it's basically saying insert their name. Hope this email finds you well. Writing to address the concerns you, you raised regarding the delay in the fence repair. First and foremost, please accept our sincere apologies for any inconvenience this has caused. You know, it's talking about, it's very, very generic, very vague. Um, but it is, it is useful. And like what I could do here, I think this is too long. And I could just respond to it and say, rewrite or rephrase with half the text. And then it, it's going to do that for me. So like you th you're thinking about what we were just talking about, the email fatigue. I had, I'm experiencing no fatigue right now because I'm just like chatting with you, looking at the screen over here. And then meanwhile, you know, this email just got cut in, in half for me. Uh, but I think where, where chat GPT is going to be lacking is it doesn't have inherent context built in. And if you play around with it, you'll know what I mean. It doesn't know that you're a property management company. It doesn't know that you're, what your role is at that company. It doesn't know the services your company provides. You know, and the list goes on and on. So when it's trying to craft that response, it's pulling from all of this data, but it doesn't really know exactly what to do. So it ends up being very generic. What we're doing uh, with our Amy chat tool is we're feeding in all that context context. So when, when I would ask it to write an email, it would already know all of that about what we're doing. And I wouldn't have to ask it to keep changing, keep rephrasing, update, add this. We typically can get that done in that first, that first prompt now. Yeah. And one of the things I think that we all need to realize the speed of this technology at this point, uh, you typed in a prompt, it replied instantly with a response, right? You didn't have to wait. It wasn't minutes. There wasn't a bar, a loading bar or anything like that. It was instantaneously. You had a response. You then, Hey, said, rewrite this with this context. And it was able to provide a response just as quick. And obviously this is audio that people can't see what you're doing, but Matt's typing as we're talking and getting these responses. Yeah. So, and yeah. again, and I, and I just asked it to, sorry to cut you off there, Joe. It's like, I, I'm li we're literally having this conversation. I'm typing this in real time here. It's like, I said, rewrite it in Spanish. And now it's writing in Spanish. And, and it's like, oh, that's kind of silly. But thinking about the property management business, like there's probably so many people listening right now where they're like, yeah, we have, you know, we have a segment of our, our you know, our customers that 
you know, they, they inquire. And like, if we had that ability to communicate with them efficiently, you know, in their native language, that'd be very helpful. And then on the reciprocal kind of flip side of the coin, you know, a lot of companies are working with remote team members where English isn't their first language. And so if they're, you know, maybe they're your maintenance coordinator, you know, and so English isn't their first language. All of the inquiries are coming through. Maintenance requests are coming through in English. Well, they could copy and paste those inquiries in English into, you know, let's say they're in Mexico into Spanish, and then they're going to be more effective instantly, right? So um, unlimited create creativity is, it's, it's, you know, we're just talking about some basics, but, you know, th those are some of the angles that, that you can think of, and uh, we're probably just scratching the surface. Yeah, and this is just one simple example of how to communicate with other people, email or whatever it might look like. Um, let, let's maybe jump to another example because I know you have quite a few. Let's. What's another example of ways that you're seeing people use this technology or maybe even your company is using this technology to help out the property management industry? Yeah, so I think a couple off the top of my mind, it would be property descriptions, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn posts, Instagram posts. And so because you know, ChatGPT has all this history of every Facebook, Instagram post ever created. This is basically what, what's happening. It knows the optimal way to write a Facebook post. Uh, and so what we've done with our, with our software, with uh, our Amy chat tool is we've effectively said, um, here's all the context around your company, your services, what you're trying to accomplish, your pricing, all, all those, those variables. So it knows that going into it. And then we've given it some additional guardrails on like an optimal Facebook post. So, you know, it could produce that itself, but then we give it even more information. And so then now when our team wants to say like, I think we did like a 4th of July promotion where we were like, you know, write a Facebook, write a Facebook post with a one month off, you know, promotion and center it around like the 4th of July holiday. And it was using firework emojis. And it was like, I could never, I couldn't have produced, you know, what it, what it, uh, the result was. Uh, and then we just copied and pasted it and, and we posted. So, you know, if you think about, you know, how many companies are out there right now listening and they're like, you know what, we should be posting more on social, but we just, we're not great at social. There's no excuse anymore. You could have a, you know, you could have your 10 year old, you know, child labor laws. I don't know. I don't have any liability there, but you have your 10 year old do two social posts a day using our Amy chat tool. And even without our Amy chat tool, where we provide all that context, you could still effectively use chat GPT and get the hang of it. It just might take a little bit more time. Yeah. And I think that's, what's so great about what's happening right now is what you just said, this idea that there are tools out there that are leveraging this new technology, but it is technology that anyone can go touch and try and use and better understand. I, I think in the past AI felt like it was like a mystery. Like it was like, Oh, don't worry that the technology is taking care of it. It's learning. It's doing all of these things, but it was hard to understand it because we couldn't touch it. Now everyone can just go touch it themselves, play with it, understand it. And then they can start understanding how it can apply to their business. Yeah. And I, and I want to bring up a, an, I've been kind of holding on to this one because I wanted to get through some of the more basics. I want to talk about SEO. And so I think up to this point, you know, going back to when I started Live Indie and I think that was 2016, um, you know, even back then for me, like SEO is this like mystical thing. It's like, it, it would, it's always been the confusing, 
how do we do it? Like, how does Google know what to rank? Why is it so expensive? Like somebody else just do this for me, or you just like shy away from it and, and you don't want to invest the dollars because you don't understand it. Um, I think AI right now has completely disrupted the content, like content in general, but specifically around small businesses and SEO, like blog, blog content. Um, it's really opened a lot of doors. I'd love to dig into that. Yeah. I, yeah, let's go there because I do think it's very intriguing. Um, SEO search engine optimization isn't a skill set that most people claim to have, right? I think a lot of people claim to understand high level that if you have good content on your website, Google's going to recognize it and you might get more clicks because of it, but it is, it's very mysterious. Should the content be long format, short format? Do I need video? Do I need images? You hear all of these opinions about what your content should look like to have good SEO. But at the end of the day, we all know that those algorithms are changing constantly. So it's hard to keep up with them. So, so how does chat GPT, how does AI change that for us? Yeah. And so I think first, before I, I give my take on that, I, I think I want to just simplify how I think about SEO as it relates to a property management business. And so what I did on my end, I, I just typed property management, Kansas city, Missouri, as just the first city that popped to mind. And when you think about the results, so I'm on Google, I think, the vast majority of online traffic is on Google. There's some others as well. Um, but the idea is you want to land in the first page of Google. If you're on the first page of Google, when you type something like property management in Kansas City, Missouri, those people that are looking for property managers are going to find you. And as we all kind of know, like because we all use the internet, most people don't go to page two or page three or page four. It's really all about page one. Page two is difficult to get on. You know, if you're on page two, that's that's you're doing something right, but it's like the returns you get in position one, two, and three. I think there's some crazy stat where if you're in first page position one, two, or three, it's like something like 60% of the total transactional traffic. So like people looking for a property manager, like a, a lead are landing on those first three spots. And so that's why right now SEO is so expensive. It's because marketing agencies and companies can charge, you know, $1,500, $2,000, $2,500 a month, because if they can get you into that position, it will produce a lot of leads. The problem is most people that are investing in that right now aren't getting a return. And the reason for that is because it's just so scarce in terms of the, the couple spots that do get an ROI. And so what ChatGPT has done is it's allowed the everyday person to produce that content themselves or work with a company that is doubling down on this new technology to make it more efficient. Uh, and, and that's what we're trying to do. And, and we're seeing really great results with, uh, you know, what we're, you know, how we're utilizing chat GPT uh, and the human touch and SEO science and all those things, putting it together and producing high quality content for our customers. Yeah. Thanks for breaking that down because SEO is important, but like you said, it's all about getting those top spots. There's only a few of them, right? The top three that really matter. And how much are you going to invest to try to get to that top spot? So uh, I don't know. You want to dive in and give us some examples of how you are leveraging ChatGPT to drive SEO or talk a little bit more in depth about how ChatGPT is better than maybe the human writing that article? Yeah. So, so 
if you went to ChatGPT right now and just said, write me a blog post about property management and use the keywords property management and my company name, uh, it would write a post. And then let's say you're like, oh, shoot, that post is too long. Well, first of all, like, how do you know it's too long? Like, what is the optimal length of a post that Google will rank, right? There's a lot of science that goes into that. And so now imagine instead of going to ChatGPT, you use our content tool, which takes all that SEO science, builds it in. We have all that software written, all of that logic written. We plug it into ChatGPT, which we're connected to their API. We plug those two things in together. And then in real time, it's going and looking at the highest traffic keywords. It's looking at, we call it pillars. So a pillar would be like, you want a property management lead or you want a short-term rental lead. And then all the content is produced as a result of those pillars. And then it branches out and kind of spider webs to where all the blog content that our system produces is playing into that like full spider web, all driving towards that main pillar. And so like, you're probably listening to that and you're like spider webs, pillars, like what does all this mean? The cool thing is that you don't have to really understand that because we have built a system that can produce this content for you at such a low cost. You don't have to worry about it. Like let us make it for you or we've actually built it where you can do it yourself. And I think a lot of people want to still be involved. And like you said, as far as like understanding all of the spider webs or the format and the, the process, uh, I don't think we have to understand on that level, but people do, do still want to be involved sometimes where the people want to pass it off completely. Um, is there danger in trying to get overly involved at this point, or is the technology still new enough that being involved is actually a benefit because you can help steer it, give that additional context? Yeah, no, that's a fantastic question because I think being over involved is really never a, a bad thing. I think it, especially when you're running a small business, like a property management company, just you're just juggling balls, putting out fires. If you get a phone call, it's usually somebody's you know ticked off at you about something. Um, and so you just you just have a lot going on. And so I think you know if you have the time to be able to focus on on you know your SEO and your leads, and you know that's something that you can do. Um, absolutely, like you should you should lean into that. But you know for us, you know when you like you know, and I'm not here to like just pitch our stuff. It's just we use ChatGPT so much, and a lot of what we're doing. Like when you log into our software, the first thing you see is your clicks, your impressions, your click-through rate, and your keywords trended over time. And so we like to put that data in front of you because that's really the scorecard for how successful is your SEO strategy. And so if you can constantly see your scorecard, you 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 know how like you're moving and how you're trending. And so you can really feel that you know potential ROI. But really what it gets down to is we can produce within our packaging two to four blogs a month. And we do that with all the SEO science that, that we're talking about. But we also can empower our customers to use the same exact technology with the same exact approach. And they could go in and, and write an additional 10 to 15 blog posts a month. So if you go back to my original comment earlier in the, the, the conversation where I said, you know, AI is not going to put you out of business. Another property manager using AI will. I think this is an example. If you're the company using AI to write blog posts at an efficient cost and you're doing the volume and you're leaning in to try to understand it, now you're writing 15, 16, 20 blogs a month. Google 
will put you on the, like it will objectively rank you higher if you're producing a high volume of consistent quality content. Um, and you can tell, I'm just like, I love this stuff. I just get into it. <laughs> well, and one of the questions I think somebody might ask is, okay, this is great. I believe in it. I want to do something like this, but what happens when everyone is using this? Is it possible? Cause I know one of the things that Google looks for is unique, high quality content, right? So, yeah. so how is chat GPT producing unique content on a regular basis, if everyone's using very similar prompts or very similar tools to produce it at some point, are we all just putting the same content on the internet? Yeah. Great question. I, I love that. So the, the interesting thing about chat GPT is like, if I prompted it to, you know, write me a paper about, you know, the civil war or something, it's going to write the paper. And then I'm going to say the same prompt, write a paper about the civil war that next output is going to be a rephrased version of the first output. So ChatGPT like inherently won't just produce repeated content. Um, that's like, especially in ChatGPT4, it's like built, it's built to produce unique content. Um, and so what we do, it's all about adding that human touch. It's all about two things, really. The prompt engineering, what you're asking it to do. So when Google ranks content, there's a lot of misconceptions out there. And if, you know, hopefully I'm not like going to offend anyone that has this, this, you know, opinion right now, because it's out there everywhere where, you know, oh, AI content is going to get dinged by Google. That's not true because if you write a piece of, if I write like a series of a couple sentences, either I write it or AI writes it, there's no stamp on those pieces of text to know if that was AI or not. Google can run their algorithm, which they always have run is, is that spammy, spammy content? A human can write spammy content and they'll get dinged. An AI with a terrible prompt, you know, it will write spammy content because it's just not high quality. It's vague. It's general. But as, as we can provide the proper context, context, the SEO science, all those key variables to optimize the output, what we're seeing is the output of our content that we're producing is ranking without literally any human touch. You put it into an AI detector and it's like, oh, that's 80% human. Like, no, it wasn't. We literally didn't touch it. It was AI. It was just prompted well. So then when you come in with the human touch, make a couple edits, personalize it a bit, run it through an AI detector. It, and almost every case says that's 100% human, right? And so it's really not about AI detection. It's about quality content versus spammy content. Yeah, and, and I love that because like you said earlier, we need to lean into this technology. We need to understand it better. We need to really use it to improve our, our industry. And as we try to think about the context of something like chat GPT, the idea that it has access to all of the information that's on the internet, isn't something that we really can easily wrap our minds around. So that prompting really is so important because to me, it would seem like, oh, I'm just going to ask it a very, very simple question. Well, it's probably going to give you a very simple answer, which probably isn't the answer you're looking for because it has so much more information available than another human would have. It yeah. needs to know so much more to provide that great answer. Yeah. So like uh, layman's terms with that is, you know, if I said write uh, email to a tenant about a maintenance issue and a, a, an optimized prompt with more context would be, 
I'm a residential property manager in Indianapolis, Indiana. We have a team of seven. My role is the CEO. I also handle, handle growth and operations. We have a local boutique feel. We have 420 doors. Like giving it, feeding it all that information and then asking it the same thing, the output will be not even 10x better. It might be 100x better because it now knows, all right, that's some very specific you know, information that it can work with. So when you have specific information, it's like, you know, the response is going to be specific and, you know, more high quality. Absolutely. So what does a property management company need to know right now? What are some maybe next steps to get their team on board moving forward using technology like this? Yeah, I think they just need to look out and see who the, who the, you know, companies are, that are leaning into it and really try to, you know, spend time on understanding it to the point where they know who they should be working with. Because like, like I was saying before, like a property management company is difficult to run. The margins aren't insanely high. You know, you don't have the ability to hire a CTO or a marketing executive. You're lucky to have a marketing manager. Right. And so, you know, a lot of times you have to rely on vendors that are out there like working on these things. Um, and I think cost is re- very important, right? Like don't just go out and buy like the sexy new tech just to say you did, if it's going to affect your, your bottom line in a negative way. What's really cool about the AI right now is that it, it inherently makes things more efficient and that efficiency, efficiency should come through in your bottom line in terms of your cost. So if you look at your like your website costs, your SEO costs, um, you know, there's a few other things you could look at there. Like you're probably, you know, let's say you're spending $3,000 a month or something, you know, maybe you throw in lead generation, you know, something like that as well. Maybe you're spending $3,000, $3,500 a month on that. What if you could get that cost down to half, right? Like, and if that's possible, I, you know, go talk to those companies that, that can do that. Um, and I, I think that's how I would approach it, but, you know, I want to share a quick example. Like my company live Indy, this is getting pretty, like, you know, I, I hope this person that I'm going to be talking about doesn't listen to this, So I'll try to keep it kind of vague. Live Indy was having an issue with their, with their, uh, their maintenance coordination. So they have a, a local U S based maintenance manager. We'll say his name's, um, uh, Jacob. And so Jacob, this, he, we were using property meld and, you know, tenant satisfaction is something that gets tracked. That was going down from, I think, 4.5. It tanked down to like 3.5, 3.6, something like that. And then we're getting bad reviews on Google from tenants. And it was just like a flurry. Like, I think Live is like a 4.7 rating. And so it's like, man, this is, this is bad because we're down to a 4.6 and that's happening quickly. This maintenance manager also was making like, you know, let's call it, a month, like paid pretty well, but they were also assigning maintenance requests to themselves, which was fine. Like they were going out and spending time doing that and they were like boots on the ground. But what ended up happening is like tenant satisfaction going down, you know, uh, Google reviews, reputation going down and it was expensive. Livendi replaced that maintenance manager with a virtual assistant for $1,500 a month, give or take, maybe $1,800, using an AI tool. And what happened to the Google reviews and the response time? 
night and day difference. So that is, that is a direct, like everyone listening to this, if they're spending too much or having those similar problems with maintenance right now, there's an opportunity to save three, four or $5,000 a month and scale better. You know? So, so that's what gets me excited is like attached chat GPT AI, simplify it and, and attach it to something in your business. Just one thing, right? Don't, don't try to do it all at once. Just do one thing that can really move and affect the bottom line for your business. And, and I think that's a great like next step, right? Think about that place in your business where maybe you have a pain point. Uh, maybe you know that you're not leveraging technology at the level that you should and find out how you can get ChatGPT involved there and kind of move forward in that way. Um, so as we kind of come to a close here, Matt, um, final thoughts on AI and all of these, this new technology that's out there. And I want to also make sure you have a moment to make sure our audience knows how to reach out to you, your team, whatever it may look like to learn more about this. Cause it sounds like, uh, you have a lot more to share. Oh yeah. I, I, I appreciate you chatting with me today, Joe. I, I could talk about all this stuff for, for, for hours. I could probably, it's like the Joe Rogan podcast or something like they go on for like two, three, four hours at some point. Uh, I'm glad you limit this to, you know, 30, 40 minutes here, but, um, yeah. So, I think that closing thoughts like AI is here, it's real, it's happening. That's not going to change. It's just going to escalate and, and continue to, to you know, integrate into our daily lives. Uh, I think lean into it, right? When the internet came out and, you know, whatever year that around the 2000 or whatever, lots of people were like, you know what? I'm on, I'm killing it on the yellow pages. You know, I, I don't need the internet. Internet's a fad. Well, a lot of those businesses aren't businesses anymore. I think AI is that level of disruption. It's as, it's as big as the internet, the iPhone. Uh, and so um, lean into it, do research, talk to companies that are utilizing it and, and just make it a priority as you finish up the year. Uh, and if you want to talk with us, so our company, Property Management Advisory, check out our website, propertymanagement.page. So propertymanagement.page. Uh, and you can see, you know, kind of our digital billboard. You can see what we what we do, um, some of the ways that we're helping our customers uh, leverage AI. And uh, feel free to reach out there, and we can have a conversation. Yeah, that's perfect. So yeah, definitely reach out, learn more, uh, go play with it. Right, it's a free tool. Go, you know, get an account with uh, ChatGPT and learn about it there. I think instantaneously you'll be very intrigued by it. So Matt, uh, thanks for your time. I uh, really appreciate all of the insight on this new technology. I'm excited about it. I can tell you're excited about it as well. And thanks to our audience for listening in as well. Uh, hopefully you learned something and you reach out to Matt's team uh, and learn more about ChatGPT. And until next time, keep going beyond rent. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Beyond Rent. If you enjoyed this podcast, spread the word on social media and with your peers in the industry. To be notified when more episodes are released, subscribe using your favorite podcast player. Beyond Rent is brought to you by Rent Manager Property Management Software. Learn more about Rent Manager's industry-leading software solutions at rentmanager.com. Until next time, keep going beyond rent. Oh,